Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show, and we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. This is actually a show we had no intention of producing today because we had pretty much rounded up everything that we we were going to produce today, but then I came across this topic again from this website that i just discovered called front office sports which to me is just like a like a hidden gem i just discovered i think i think it's a fantastic uh fantastic website now before we actually get into this article um as you guys know shannon sharp made his abrupt uh departure uh from undisputed a few few weeks ago he actually going on a month ago he left um the very next day after the nba finals ended right as soon as the finals ended he left now we had heard that, that was going to happen, but I a lot of us are probably wondering logistically how is that going to happen. But um, that's exactly what happened, which means that this was something that was agreed upon. And um, he left the following day. He said his good his goodbyes, and from that point forward, we haven't heard anything from Shannon Sharp in specific. But we have heard a lot of things and seen a lot of things happen in the sports world because there's been a litany of firings that have taken place at ESPN over the last month. As you guys know, they just laid off. Roughly 20 on-air front-facing uh, talent. Some of those names were Keyshawn Johnson, Max Kellerman, Jeff Van Gundy, uh, Jalen Rose, and a plethora of other um, talented people. So they let go of these people, which created some vacancies, uh, you know, w- within ESPN and other places, right? Because at the time, after Shannon Sharp left, we heard that, okay, they were now going to try to look for someone within uh you know the the fold of of fs1 but now with these all of these people being let go at uh, espn some people have speculated maybe they'll get one of those people that got let go of like Keyshawn johnson or, or max kellerman to bring them over there but then we recently just did a show where we heard that they're also looking at possibly bringing in richard sherman who had an uh who had an explosive uh interview or uh conversation with skip Bayless on espn you know number of years ago so some people are speculating uh, that it could be him. In the case of Shannon Sharp, he hasn't said much, but he did say one thing. He said that um, you can definitely look out for him to still be on TV talking about sports in the morning. That's what he said. So as I was coming through the internet, I came across this article here from Front Office Sports. So let me just go ahead and get into this article here. And it says, uh, Shannon Sharp has talked to ESPN about becoming a high-profile contributor. Front Office Sports has learned. The contributor role would enable the former co-host of FS1, Skip and Shannon's Undisputed, to join the rotating cast of stars debating Stephen A. Smith on ESPN's top-rated first take. They included contributors Michael Irvin of NFL Network uh, and uh, Chris Mad Dog Russo of Sears XM, as well as ESPN's own Ryan Clark. At the same time, the arrangement would enable the free agent Sharp to continue his weekly Club Shay Shay podcast, which now boasts 1.23 million subscribers and potentially score a lucrative gig with sports betting operator FanDuel, which allows talent to work with other companies on a non-exclusive basis. But the Sharp ESPN deal is not finalized. Uh, uh, caution sources. The three-time Super Bowl champion has talked to several potential employee employers since leaving FS1. Over the last week, Shannon Sharp is uh, and his representatives 
have had a series of meetings with suitors. One source said he's expected to make a move in August before kickoff of the 2023 NFL season. In a tweet on June 19th, Sharp teased a return to morning TV, saying soon, what better place to make his comeback than first take, which nearly tripled the audience of the rival Undisputed in June with 421,000 viewers to 154,000. Smith has publicly lobbied for Sharp to join him and Molly Kerm on the first take desk, but he later clarified uh, Sharp could be part of the family, not a full-time co-host like Max Kellerman, who recently who was recently laid off. I'm not looking for an everyday person on first take, so for all of you clamoring for that, get over it. I like the proprietor of I like the pop. I don't know that word of contributors. Uh, Smith said new ESPN hire Pat McAfee has also publicly uh, called for Sharp to join ESPN. And the article basically continues on and on and on and on and on and on. So let me just quickly summarize this for you. First of all, as I was reading this article, man, there's uh, there's going to be a lot of money in sports media going forward. These guys going independent are going to make those guys on TV look like an absolute joke. Did you guys hear what that article, what that article said about the FanDuel part? Did you hear about that? Were you aware of the deal that FanDuel offered? Oh, that the, 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 the contract that Pat McAfee was running, I think $120 million contract. Do you guys understand what is happening in the sports media landscape right now? I mean, it's pretty crazy. I mean, we recently just signed on with a network. We're going to um, give you guys some of that information as we come forward. You, you just wouldn't believe, right? So really, it's startling to see where this thing is going. And I think you're going to see a lot of these guys make a lot of money um, off of TV. And you're going to be sitting there looking at people on TV like, man, I don't even know what y'all are doing, right? Yes, there are big checks on TV and all of that. But what you can get on the independent route after you've cultivated your own audience uh, is absolutely staggering. To the ESPN first take part, makes sense. Shannon Sharp is wildly entertaining. Uh, he knows football. He knows basketball. So I think he can fit in in any segment. I think having him there once a week would be absolute fireworks, and I think it would be must-see TV. I think it will be extremely entertaining to see. This is just my view, and I would be clamoring to see every single uh, 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 segment that Shannon Sharp is on ESPN first say, you know, going at Stephen A. Smith. I think it'll be fantastic. I think it'll be a hell of a move. And I think if Stephen A. Smith pulls that off, he can do something that he always said he loves to do, which is make his company uh, a lot of money. I think that'll be a fantastic move for Shannon Sharp. He'll keep his name out there in the limelight, the same way, the same way, you know, it's happened for JJ Reddick while he's still operating his own podcast. So to me, I think it's a win-win and what better place to go than the number one rated morning show when it comes to sports. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. Uh, I think Kobe Bryant is one of the three greatest players of all time. Certainly one of the best two-way players in the history of that. I was just watching some Kobe Bryant highlight highlights. Uh, what is it? Yesterday of, I think it's 2008 season. Because I saw Kobe play most of his games. I couldn't believe what I was watching, man. I, I Like, I almost forgot how good this guy was. I'll, I'll say something quickly because I think it's 
tied into this show here. I was recently speaking to one of the viewers on this channel. We were speaking in the comment section. And uh, he, I think he's a LeBron guy. And he said that he believes LeBron um, became the GOAT in 2018 during that playoff run. And we saw that LeBron playoff run. And it was absolutely sensational from beginning almost all the way to the end, right? He was making clutch shots, buzzer beaters, fadeaway jump shots. I mean, it was absolutely, it was a tour de force. No question about it. That's one of the reasons why I have LeBron in my top five. Apart from the fact, I think LeBron was more entertaining to watch in his first half of his career before he joined the, Cavalier, uh, the Miami Heat. I think that LeBron was incredible. Um, but anyway, um, so I was remembering that that run that he went on and i think that the reason that that guy was saying that apart from the fact that he was putting up some incredible numbers was because of how lebron was playing he was hit for his for his game looked beautiful during that run right because he was hitting jumpers and it was nice and i said to myself you were in amazement of what you saw during that run take that and just and just and just superimpose it over like 15 years of Kobe Bryant's career, and that's Kobe. That's what Kobe looked like literally every game. I mean, it was incredible. I mean, it was incredible. Some of these shots, Kobe. I mean, unbelievable shots. Like, anyway, so this morning was doing some research, uh, going through the internet here, and I came across an article from fadeawayworld.net. Very, very a surprising article to be quite honest with you. And apparently in this article, a lot of NBA fans were basically going at ESPN for basically trying to recreate Kobe Bryant's legacy with LeBron. Now, if you guys don't know, LeBron has played with two numbers for his career. I don't know why he changes his numbers so much, but the numbers he played with, especially when he came into the NBA, was 23. Then he played to number six when he was with the with the Heat, then he went back to 23, then he went back to six, now he's going back. I don't know why LeBron does it so many times, does it so much. But since he joined the Lakers, he joined the Lakers with the number 23. Good. Then now we're hearing recently he's going to change his number to number six out of respect, or something like, no, he's going to change his number from number six back to 23. And then, so a lot of people are calling him out. So essentially, this article that I read basically is calling out ESPN for essentially trying to create this comparison. So let me get into the article here. Starts off with the headline. NBA fans call out ESPN for trying to recreate Kobe Bryant's two Hall of Fame careers with two jersey numbers for LeBron. LeBron has donned number six for the last two seasons with the Los Angeles Lakers, but the King will go back to wearing 23 for the 2023-2024 NBA season. James has made the decision in light of the league-wide decision to retire number six following Bill Russell's death last year. ESPN recently posted a graphic featuring the career stats of LeBron wearing number uh, number 23 and number six. So you can see the stats up there. You have points and all of that stuff. Um, and then it says two jersey numbers, two Hall of Fame uh, careers. So some fans caught a whiff of this and some people were not having it. One person said Mamba was fairly ba balanced in either number. Another person says ripped off Kobe. Another person says, bro, want to be Kobe so bad. He will never be the Mamba. Another person said, we did this already. Another, <laughs> another person said, this is why ESPN is trash. And the comments just kept on going on and on and on and on and on. So I remember uh, when Stephen Curry was won his fourth championship 
And some people, you know, because you got some fools in the room that will say, oh, well, I think Stephen Curry should now be, you know, be, be, be close to Kobe. You know, these are these are dweebs. You know what I'm saying? These are dweebs. Um, and then somebody posted a, a, a story where they were like, the difference, the, the difference that sets us, that sets apart Stephen Curry from Kobe Bryant is an entire Hall of Fame career. That's the only thing that separates Stephen Curry with his four rings from Kobe Bryant, right? Let's go through it. When Kobe wore the number eight, he won one all-star game MVP. He won the slam dunk contest. He was an all-rookie team. Uh, he made one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight all-NBA teams as number eight. I mean, good Lord. He made one, two, three. He made six all-defensive teams. He had a scoring title. He won Western Conference Player of the Month, uh, what, three, uh, six times. That's what he did when he was a number 23. I mean, at number eight. Number 24, when he was number 24, he won three All-Star Game MVPs. He won, he made all NBA one, two, three, four, seven times. He made all defensive team six times. He won another scoring championship. He won Western Conference Player of the Month 15 times. He won a regular season MVP and he won two finals MVPs. In terms of games, he did play more games as the number eight. Uh, he played 707 games at number 24. He played 639 points. Here's what's interesting. Points, number eight. When he was number eight, he had 16,888 points as number eight. As number 24, he had 16,777. As number eight, rebounds, he had 3,634. At number 24, 3,413 assists. Uh, number eight, 3,148. When he was number 24, uh, 24, he had 3,158. Steals, he had 1,059 steals with the number eight. Uh, and when he was number 24, he had 805. He had 400 bl plus blocks to 200. Um, he shot 45.1% to with a field goal of 44% when he was 24. That's because that was the lowest shooting percentage era in the history of basketball. Three-point percentage, he shot 33.6 and 30, respectively, and he shot roughly the same free throw. Uh, what is it? He shot roughly the same free throw percentage. Also, just a few things worth throwing out. Kobe Bryant has the number. He has the highest record for a player to beat 51 teams in the playoffs. He has, a, what, a 27? And I've got his record, but he has the best record. That's ahead of Kobe. I mean, that's ahead of, ahead of Jordan. That's ahead of LeBron, right? Um, in terms of two-way player, I think Kobe Bryant – uh, is arguably one of the five greatest two-way players in NBA history. Because you have a lot of great offensive players, you have a lot of great defensive players, but I think what really made Kobe and Jordan extremely similar was the fact, apart from their play style and all of that, their attitude, their disposition towards the game, uh, was also uh, their accolades on both offense and defense. For pretty much a 10-year window, Kobe Bryant averaged 30 points per game for, for pretty much 10 years. And during his decade, he had the highest scoring average in his decade. That's including LeBron and all of that stuff, right? Uh, another thing worth mentioning is that Kobe made nine all-first defensive teams. Nine. Nine. And he made an additional three uh, defensive teams. I think he made two second and one third. The guy made 12 all-defensive teams. So basically, for half of his NBA career, he was making all-NBA. More than half of his NBA career, he was making all-defensive teams. To me, that speaks to a player's greatness because I know he's going to give it give it to me on both sides of the floor. I'm sorry. Defense matters. I'm going to factor that in. I've heard a lot of players say that the hardest thing to be in the NBA is a two-way player. And I think really that's what separates guys. 
is the fact that they can affect the game on both ends of the floor. Um, obviously, he's one of the most clutch players. He's obviously one of the most skilled players uh, in NBA history. But for them to say that they're trying to recreate it with LeBron, um, they I don't think they can do it. Um, I don't think they can do it. I'm not sure LeBron would get his number retired by the Lakers. I think he would probably have to win two championships. Um, I think Paul Gasol just recently got his number retired, uh, and he had two. Now, unless the Lakers are in the business of just giving away jersey number, uh, just hanging up rafters, I get his name. I think LeBron most likely could have his number retired in Cleveland for sure, and and I think as well as in Miami for for Lakers. I don't know really. That's up to Laker Lakerland and Laker Nation. Y'all gonna have to figure it out uh, for yourselves, but. ESPN trying to diminish Kobe and all of that stuff. This is nothing new. This is why Kobe Bryant called him uh, a bunch of idiots. So they never forgot that. But it's irrelevant. And let me tell you why it's irrelevant. Because you got people like us in the independent space is changing the narrative. I recently heard someone yesterday on FS1 um, on the Odd Couple. And I couldn't believe this. They allowed somebody. This He was definitely from New York. Uh, and he was on the Odd Couple, man. And the way he was talking so spicy about LeBron, I was absolutely very, very surprised that they gave someone a platform like that to say exactly what they thought. And I think that what has happened with big media is that they've kind of put forth this concerted effort to cur curtail the message, right? Where they only allow certain voices. His name, the person is VJ Husky, right? where they allow only certain voices to speak. And therefore, when you have, for example, the Nick Wrights who are represented by Clutch Sports and a few others like Shannon Sharp and others, you can kind of curtail the message. But with the advent of independent media, you can't do that because we don't work on TV. We don't need those checks, to be quite honest with you. So therefore, people can go out there and say what they want, and then it's up to the audience to decide, hey, I like what this guy is saying or what this girl is saying, right? And the more you get people like this gaining, um, um, getting gaining more claim and getting and, and cultivating bigger audiences, you're going to see the narrative is going to change. You're going to see different people with various views. I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. I've, 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 I, there have been some days where you a particular news story comes out, and literally everyone on TV has the same opinion. And I'm like, how is this possible? These are all different people from different backgrounds, but yet everybody shares the same opinion. I think all of those things are going to quick are going to slowly go away. And uh, the people, the gatekeepers of the message, that's going to be irrelevant in the next five years. Um, I think people that are out there, you know, giving good takes, smart arguments. I think those are going to those are going to be the ones that are going to dictate the argument moving forward. It's no longer going to be about Stephen A. Smith or 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 this person over here or this person. It's not going to be like that. Their opinions are going to be there. Absolutely. But they're going to be alternative sources as well. So you're going to get a more robust take on a particular issue. So I think the opinion I have in terms of Kobe being a top three player, I don't think it's some type of fringe opinion, to be quite honest with you. It's just that there are people out there that only that, that, that their goal is to have one opinion. But I think if you open up the floor to a wider pool of people, you're going to hear a lot of people have that same sentiment. I was recently talking to my cousin, uh, you know, shout out to him. Uh, and he was just like, you know, he's a LeBron guy, right? He can't believe I said, you know, he can't believe I think Kobe's better than LeBron. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. He's like, don't say I'm, I'm saying it. <laughs> I'm saying it. I think he's better, period. End of story. Like, that's, that, that's it, right? But on TV, you'll seldom hear somebody say that. You'll seldom because there are only so few people talking about it. 
so few and most of them are fans of just one particular person so um you know espn can do that but i think it's going to be irrelevant in the future to be quite to be quite honest with you good luck hold on to the narrative as long as you want but i think all of it is going to be irrelevant moving forward thank you for listening to today's show and don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on itunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms